Amen. So this morning, I, I, I don't know if you guys read the, the descriptions or the, the title of our messages. And I try to be a little bit uh, catchy with them or use, use uh, things. Uh, oh, that's the announcement. There you go. But the title of this is Us Is This. And so how many watch the TV show This Is Us? Or seen it or know about it, right? There's a couple of you. Really good show. Uh, you heard me actually use a couple of clips before uh, because I think that it's one of the f- first TV shows in a really long time that portray a, a father uh, in, in the right way. A, a dad, a husband that really loves his family and, and puts his family first. And it's just a great show. And uh, it's, it, it's got some, you know, it's still got some, some themes that I wish that it didn't have, but that's, that's Hollywood. Uh, but it's it's a really good show, and it's got a good message. And so, really popular show, and uh, it's called This Is Us. And so, I couldn't just cop the theme, right? And so, But I just changed it up, and I was, us is them, or us is this, right? So, this morning's uh, message is us is this. But, but essentially, I, I want to talk about us as a family here at 360 this morning. See, we're called to be big, to live big lives. Yeah. Our lives should reflect the awesomeness of Jesus through our love and supernatural lifestyle. I'm here to encourage you this morning. I got something that's been stirring in my spirit. I woke up the other morning and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and I could hear God's voice and his word. And he was bragging about you all. If there was a book to be written about our church community, what would it say? How would 360 Church family be described? How would we be defined? Would it be just straight drama? Right? what, What kind of story would be told would it be a tragedy or would it be a comedy i'm praying it wouldn't be a horror story <laughs> but as i listened to what the lord was saying to my spirit i felt this and, and i felt that he wanted me to talk to you a little bit this morning see we're december 1st today's december 1st again we've got what, 29 30 days until we're into the next year and there's a, the holidays that are coming up really fast. How many went, how many went Black Friday sh- shopping? Thank you. You are blessed and highly favored. For okay, one of you did that. Okay, Joyce. Everybody's blessed and highly favored. Besides, <laughs> no, I will not go out in that mess. Y'all are crazy for doing it. Uh, but no, but we're, 2020 is fast approaching, and and, and 2019 is almost gone. So I thought this would be a perfect day to talk to you guys about our future, to talk about us and us going into 2020. And what I wanted to help you, and we talk about it a lot, and we, we cover it in Grow Tracks, and, and uh, it's just, it's one of those things that I, you're going to always hear us talk about, because if we're consistent with it, the more and more you'll be consistent with it, and the more and more you'll get it. And, and here's the thing. Uh, we are what we call a discipleship-driven church. That's why we do grow tracks. That's why we're big on dream team. That's why we're big on hub groups and small groups. It's always driven by relationship. We will never be a, an event-driven church. We will have events, and we will have big events. I, am not, I, I don't doubt that for a second. But this church will be built on relationships. Because I know this, that that's a harder way to do it, but it's the better way. Because if you have relationships d- dug deep inside of this community, you're going to thrive. You're going to thrive. Your families are going to thrive. It's harder. It would be easier to say, hey, we're going to plan this event and this event and this event and just bring, your, bring yourself and your family and come to a nice service. Right? And plan all of our, all of our, our things around those things. But we're going to put time into hub groups and small groups and, and events that build relationships and build, build community. The reason why is because we, I'm committed to, uh, in Matthew 28, Jesus said, go and make, right? He didn't say go and have a church with big events. He didn't say just go get people saved. He said go and make disciples. That making, how many made a uh, Thanksgiving feast for your family? How many helped? There's a few of you. <laughs> Andrew, put your hand down, bro. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding you. Listen, how many, how many will admit it's work? Even if you used instant mashed potatoes, it's work, right? It, it, to, to, to prepare the Thanksgiving feast, it's work. It's the same as making disciples. It's work. 
It requires something of you. It requires investing yourself in someone and having them be a part of your life, inviting them in. It's a, it's a mutual thing. Uh, discipleship isn't just someone just telling you what to do. You have to choose. It, it, it's literally a father-son, father-daughter relationship, a mother, you know, mother-daughter, mother-son relationship. It's, it's, it's that kind of, like, you have to have buy-in from both parties. When you make a disciple, the person has to decide that, first of all, they're going to follow you. But the bigger thing is that you have to decide that you're going to disciple them and you're going to open yourself up to them. And that's really hard. And guess what? I can't do it to everybody. If we are a church of 500, how could I make disciples of everyone? It's impossible. And, and there's churches that are built that way. They're built on a personality and, the, and a charisma. That's not me. I, I, here's the thing, here's what you guys, I understand this, that as we grow and become a big church, it's not going to be because, it's not going to be because Pastor Scott is an amazing preacher. Now I will, I, I, listen, I'm confident in who I am and I, I'm gotten better. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But people, this church will grow not because of me, but because of you. It will grow because of you. So if you don't understand who you are and how big you are, then you're going to have limited results. So we're going to be a discipleship-driven church, not an event-driven church. Discipleship-driven means that we will fo focus on personal growth through community relationship. Event-driven is more entertainment-based. We do not exist for entertainment. Sometimes I'll tell a joke and you'll laugh, and that'll be about as entertaining as we'll be. We exist to see breakthrough in our lives, breakthroughs in our breakthrough in our families for generations to see people saved and come to Christ, to see people delivered and set free, to see people healed, to see blind eyes opened, to see relationships restored, marriages restored, to see transformation in our city, to see Stockton saved. See, I believe this, and when I, I get excited about what we're doing here, I have to look at you guys. And as I look around the room, and, and I'm just going to highlight some of y'all. And if I don't highlight you, please don't. It's not personal. I, I mean, there's probably, there's probably not a lot of us in here today that I could probably just go down the list. But, I, I mean, first and foremost, George and Victoria. You guys are amazing. I don't know where George is right now. He's running around. Uh, but th they're amazing. Last... Last week, when they weren't here, I mean, you guys, our team, Dream Team, you guys know, how stressed was I, Josh? Was I, I was stressed. I, I just, so you guys are amazing. Like, we have an amazing worship pastor, amazing worship leader, director, right? And George, an amazing executive pastor. He's so gifted. He's so gifted. And I don't mean to get personal in his life, but let me tell you this. It amazes me about him, and he's not here, so I'll talk about him. He's somewhere. But it amazes and, and I'm going to be a little bit transparent with his life a little bit, and he'll forgive me later. Uh, but I love George. I love him like a son. I, I honestly do. And you know what the most amazing thing to me is? The most amazing thing to me is that his biological father is not in his life. He, and, and, and I know that's a sad thing to say, and I'm not, I'm not trying to spread dirt about Pastor George, here's the thing about, I look at how amazing he is, and the, th the thought as a dad that comes to my mind is this, how much that his dad is missing out on how incredible his son is, how incredible of a man he is, how incredible of a husband he is, and it breaks my heart because I know that, that something caused him separation from his own son, and I didn't, this isn't even in my notes, and I apologize if I'm spreading too much about Pastor George right now, Mr. George. But I love this guy. He's amazing. He's so incredible. And I, we have a perfect team. And he's got the perfect wife and perfect mate. And we have Pastor Angela. I mean, I, we get, I mean did you see her hair this morning? I mean, she's just amazing. She, she, she led our dream team rally this morning and, and, and just incredible. She's got an incredible heart. She prays. 
she worships. She's our, like, she, listen, if you have Angie in your life, you have a cheerleader in your life. She will champion you. You cannot be around Pastor Angela and not feel like you're being lifted up. And Tony, where's Tony? Tony walked out on me already. And you know, it just goes, the list goes on. He's just an amazing man, just with an incredible big heart. Pastor Josh gives himself, like you have no idea what he gives to the kids. What he gives to the kids. And, and, and um, I can tell you some stories what he's done. What that, that, that he, doesn't, he doesn't advertise. How, how much he gives of his resources, his own resources. And he, he, we're just having a talk this morning and la, late last night. And he, he was like, man, if I could adopt some of these kids to take them out of the dysfunction that they're in, I would. He goes, I would buy a big house and I would adopt them all. Because he has a heart for the kids to see them. To, to, see, it, it, to, to him, it's about the numbers. See, when you know who you are, of course it's about the numbers. It's about the numbers because you see the dysfunction that's wrecking people. And you know what God has done for you. and you're, you're, So it becomes about the numbers. It becomes about the numbers. Louisa and Melissa Aguilar, they serve. Their lives are marked by serving, serving, serving. They always ask, what can we do? They're always here. If they're not here, they're getting Dutch bros to be here. They didn't bring me none either, Pastor Angela. So, so I'm going to leave them and move on to the next one. No, they're incredible just to see the growth that's been in their lives and just see them just be like, this is where God has called us, and they're here, and it's just amazing. It's just they're incredible. Dan and Kathleen, the, the, what's on your guys' life? I want some of that. You, like when you, we, we have them on our prayer team for a reason. Like if you want wisdom in the heart of God and you need prayer, go to them when they're at the altar. Go to them. Like they prayed for me this morning and I felt literally the anointing and the peace of God come over me as they prayed for me and with me this morning. I want what's on their life. I want to be around them. I'm so grateful and thankful that they're here with us as family. We have, listen, we have an incredible, and, and we, two weeks ago, Pastor Larry was here. One of the first things he said, and he waited until Sunday morning service was over. And we get in the truck, truck and one of the first things we're heading to lunch, and he's spent all day Saturday with us and, and Sunday morning, and he says this. He's like, Scott, he puts his hand on me just like a dad, and he reaches over, and he says, you, listen, I want you to hear me carefully. You guys have every piece. There's not one missing piece. He goes, I've been in churches a lot, and I see missing pieces. You guys don't have that. You have every piece to do what God's put on your heart for this city. Every piece. There's not one missing piece. Your team is incredible. Your church is incredible. Full of big people. And that's kind of what's been stirring in me to release this to you this morning for the past couple of weeks. Is that we have the perfect team. The perfect family. I'm going to skip some folks that aren't here this morning that are on my list. Isaac and Jocelyn. I don't, they're not here. I think it's Isaac's birthday so he took church off today. Hey, oh, incredible leaders, incredible family. Andrew, dude, you are amazing. This guy, like he's so gifted. It makes me sick. He's so gifted. He can pick up any instrument and play it like he's been playing it forever. And the thing is, he doesn't like to admit it, but the brother can sing. He can, he can sing. And the thing is, like, this is hard enough to play, and he hardly ever plays it. But when he, he, he was on it a week or two ago. He's on it, and he's playing, and he's harmonizing. Kelsey, how hard is that? It's hard, right? It, oh, she's like, well, I can do it. Yeah, 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 not that hard. But it's hard. And, and, and there, there are people that can play, but to actually sing and harmonize, it, it's, it's hard. This brother's gifted. 
And I see the anointing on him and the call of God on his life. I watch him as he interacts with the youth. And he helps Pastor Josh on Wednesdays. And there's such a call of God on you, bro. You're so incredible. Kelsey, you are incredible. The, just there's an excellence about you. Like in everything you do. And she doesn't like when I tell her this, but I've told her this, you know, privately is like, She's got a gift of business on her as well, a gift of excellence on her. And I see her as a businesswoman, like just killing it, you know, and I don't. Yeah, we won't talk about the details, but I, I just she's so gifted and she's a part of our family. Where's Nick? Nick's the same way. Gifted. He plays drums. He do anything you ask him to do. He'll do. He can do with the media. He takes pictures. He, he helps with social media for the youth and, and all these, these things. And, and we're just seeing him grow up before our eyes. We have couples like Bobby and Heather that, that had just faithfully kept coming and, and they committed here. And, and, and listen, this is a place to get healthy. And they'll be the first to admit, hey, man, we, we, we've, we've had some pain and heartache and we've had some stuff happen. And we needed to just come in and get healthy. And now we're seeing, starting to see them like, now, hey, we're healthy. And we got something to give. And highly, highly, highly anointed. Full of the word. I talk to Bobby sometimes and I, he, he makes me feel like I, 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 I'm, I don't know anything about the Bible. Because he knows so much word. He's just, he's a theologian. And, he, and, he, and he, he, we talk about some deep things sometimes regarding scripture. And I'm like, man, you have such a heart for people. And, and, and you you're, have such an anointing on you. You have a pastoral anointing. I don't even know what that looks like for you, but I just know it. And we meet regularly. And then I find out that his wife is even more incredible than he is. <laughs> and so it's just this, and I'm just going down this list. And remember, this all started when I woke up the other morning. And I just was thinking about you guys. Mike and Laura, you guys are incredible. I, I, I used to tell Mike, like, Mike, I don't got the time, bro. I don't got the time. Like, I, I, you need a lot of time. And, like, I, I, I can't chase you, but I can tell you where I'll be at. And it took a few years. And when we came, they came in this morning, his, <laughs> Laura tells them, hey, the altar's open. Like, this was... This was at like 9.30, right, the, or whatever time it was. The altar's open, Mike. You need to go take care of some things. I, here's the thing, like, I, and Mike, so Mike, I, we're so blessed that you're here, man. We got to baptize you. We got to, we're seeing growth in you. We're seeing God move in your life, and, and, some, and some, some, some things happen, some walls that needed to be tore down or being tore down in your life, and you're seeing breakthrough, and, and man, you're incredible. You love people, man. And I love you. I'm glad that you're here. And Laura, you're one of the biggest givers. She will give so much of herself. I can tell you story after story where she will give like financially in her time. And if she's got it, she'll give it. And she's, she's an incredible leader, incredible mom to her family and her kids. She's an incredible photographer. She has a photography business. And she, it's amazing. Just incredible people. We have Justin and Lori. You guys. I've known this brother for a long time. I've seen him go through some stuff, and I'm getting to know his, his beautiful bride now. And, and it just, like, it amazes me the quality of people they are. And they're here with us, and their kids, I give, them, I give them a hard time. They don't want me to say anything. They're looking at me going, mm-mm, pastor, mm. <laughs> But I love embarrassing them. I hang out with them on Wednesdays, and we just talk. And, and J.J. doesn't say a whole lot, but, but I give him a smile every once in a while. And it's just an incredible family. And we're blessed to have them and, and just to see them come in and start to connect and see their kids not even like they're, they're mad because mom took them away from a, another church with a youth group. And they're like, well, that was our youth group, and now we've got to go to this church. We don't even know anybody. But they came in, and they were like, okay, well, we're here. And it's been a couple, three months or whatever it's been, and you guys fit right in, right? Your family. Yeah, and, and exactly. So it's just, it's incredible. We, and 
Justin, there's such an evangelistic heart on you, man. Like, I was talking to Bobby because Bobby was like, you know, he came to Growth Track. They came to Growth Track last Sunday. And so and exactly what I tell you guys Growth Track is for, like, they started connecting. Like, Justin had never connected with Bobby, and Bobby never, and they found out they had a lot in common. And, and he, Bobby, I met with him the other day, and he was like, man, Justin, he's pretty great. He's like, that's a dude you want on your side in a fight. <laughs> and, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the dude you want. No joke. Uh, but he said something, and as we're talking to him, and he's like, but there's a softness to him as well. I'm like, yeah, he's like that, man. He, 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 he's a pretty big guy, and he looks kind of intimidating, but you get past all that, and he's a big teddy bear. Now, listen, if it goes down, you want him on your side. You want, you want him on your side. But he's not afraid to go to some dark places. You talk to him, and he, he like, literally, he'll, he'll go places where he's tried to take other pastors and they were like no I ain't going in there bro (laughs) but he's not afraid and he has such a heart for 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 people to see them saved because you know why because God has done that for him and he has such a he has an evangelistic pastoral anointing on him he sees he tells me I see myself speaking I don't know what it looks like because I like getting up in front of people and sometimes it doesn't always work out but 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 I have a heart and so, and I just, man, you're, bro, you have an anointing on you, man. And I'm so glad you guys were a part of the family. And, and I, as I've gotten to know your wife, I, bro, I can, yeah, you, God has blessed you, man. He, his, his favor has shined on you. And, and, and your wife is, uh, I'm learning, is an incredible leader and highly gifted and anointed. And I think even more so than you. So we're going to give her credit. <laughs> So, and I look forward to, like, getting to know you more, Lori, because I, I see such leadership and such, oh, man, I, I see an anointing on you as well. And I don't, see, I haven't gotten to know you well enough yet to know, like, really what your passion is. But we're getting there because you guys came to Grove Tracks last week. Leaders, leadership all over you guys. And they're not in here, but I'm going to mention Shane and Gabriella. What an incredible power couple they are. They're, I think they're serving with the kids uh, today. Uh, but just they just came in and just they want to serve. And Gabriella tells Shane, you're serving today. And Shane says, okay. And then afterwards he said, thank you, Gabriella, for telling me I'm serving today. But he's super gifted. I love Shane. I, he, I, he's just one of those guys you just want to hug and like, Hey, man, I want to hang out with you. Incredible. He's one of those guys that he's so incredible, and he doesn't have a clue how incredible he is. He's, he's humble. He's one of those guys that's just super humble, thinks that he doesn't got anything, and he's got it all. He's got a toolbox full of stuff. And it's so incredible to see him just move in that. And when we get a chance, it's like, ooh, what was that? Do more of that, Shane. Do more of that. And Gabriella, I mean, just always smiling. <laughs> like, she, like every time I see Gabriella, I don't think I've ever seen her not smile. Like when she comes in the room, like just beaming. Incredibly gifted, prophetic. She has dreams and visions. Just incredible. Carolyn. I'm highlighting you, Carolyn. And I know you're probably like, don't highlight me right now, Pastor. But to watch her come in and she, like, I honestly didn't think she talked for a long time. Like, she's super shy and she doesn't hardly say anything. But then you get, she's gotten to know us and we got to know her. The girl could talk. And she's highly gifted. You're an amazing mom, too. I want, I want you to know. Single motherhood is hard. Super hard. My mom, I, single mom, I know. And so it, it, you're an amazing mother. Amazing mother. Peter we love Peter by the way and just to see you guys just press in to press in see and to learn some of your stories and where you guys come from and what what's happened to you and to say I get to I get to tell you the devil's a liar what he's telling you is not the truth let me tell you what the truth is and to see Carolyn press into those things 
and to embrace those things because she's changing the destiny, not of only her life, but she's changing the destiny of her son's life. And she's highly gifted in, in, in just, I, just getting to know you, Carolyn. I'm just amazed at the woman you are. You're incredible. And I'm sorry if you, I'm embarrassing you guys, but I'm just, I'm like a dad bragging on kids this morning. I just, you're going to have to just forgive me. They're not here this morning. They're actually visiting family in Texas. But what about Henry and Marcella? I've known, I mean, just an incredible couple. We have all the pieces of an amazing family in the house. Henry and Marcella, I've known Henry for years, but that brother, I've never seen him smile so much. I've never seen him so blessed. I've never seen him come to church more times in a row than I have the last six months. And I straight up know it's Marcella saying, hey, we're going to church. Get up out of bed. We're going to drive the 35 minutes to Stockton, and we're going to church. Even so much now that he's even talk, stop talking, hey, we're, we're talking about moving from Modesto to Stockton. Come on, that's Jesus right there. <laughs> and Joyce. Joyce, I've probably known the longest here. She's like a mother of the house. Like, like Joyce is, and she won't agree with this, probably, because she knows her bad days and her good days. But Joyce is the most even keel person. Like, literally, she's so solid. When you talk to Joyce, you're always going to get, like, a foundation of the word. She's so grounded in the word. She's going to tell you, mm, nah, if, that, if that's not right. Yeah, I'm not singing that song because that doesn't line up scripturally. <laughs> right? She's, she, she'll tell you. But she's one of the most even-keeled, awesomely grounded people that I know. She's incredible. And she, she puts so much time and energy into painting. And, and the, she found her passion, like, where to serve. And she's an amazing storyteller. Some of you have heard her tell the, her stories. And she's highly gifted. You know what also that, I, that you maybe not know about her? That she is a... She has a heart to keep the body connected. To keep the body connected. She will, if, if there's two brothers or two people in the family that aren't talking, it's her heart to get them talking again. For years she contended for Lance and Matt to, to come back together, and it happened. She, she didn't take sides and she's still to this day, like, she'll go and celebrate things with other family. And, and I bless her for that because her heart is to keep the body connected, to keep the family connected. So I'll recognize that in you, Joyce. You, she's an incredible woman who's uh, or, ordained. She's, uh, well, almost. Uh, you should have been a long time ago. But she's been to, she's a Rhema graduate. She's a, a, a school of ministry graduate. It just goes on and on. And it's, is it a wonder that she has a foundation, right, a solid foundation? Amen. My wife. Yeah, she's not in here, but my wife is so gifted, and she doesn't even know it most of the time. She doesn't even know it. And I could go on and on about her and tell you about she's She's... She's an incredible businesswoman, and I, I, I'm just, I didn't, I knew she was before she opened the salon, but now that I actually see it every day, I'm like, wow. I'm, sh I'm just like, I'm not shocked in the sense of like, I didn't think she could do it, but to the degree of excellence that she's doing it, it's just incredible. And so I'm so blessed to have her, and she's a, she's a better teacher than me, too. She, she breaks things down. In fact, one time when we were dating, okay, Tony. See, you weren't in here when I talked about you, and I'm not going back, so. <laughs> You're going to have, no, you weren't fired. <laughs> you, well, actually, listen to the podcast and find out. <laughs> uh, so one time, when we were dating, she, um, she, we would talk on the phone every day, and it was long distance. She was in Michigan, and I was here. And she was like, oh, yeah, here's what the Lord showed me. And, it's, and like, so she's like, I wrote it all down. And so, like, 20 minutes later, she's still reading what the Lord showed her. I'm like, you just copy this from a book. I feel like you're reading it from a book. She said, no. And it was incredible. I'm like, it, just the, the revelation that she has 
And, and, and so she's an incredible teacher, and, and uh, this next year you guys will get a chance to hear her more. You get a chance to hear her more. Nick, I've already talked about t- you too. You weren't in here though, bud. You're highly gifted, man. We love you. <laughs> yeah, podcast. Podcast. Yolanda, like, Yolanda was part of, she lives in Modesto. She comes out every week. And Yolanda, you're just, you're such a sweetheart and you're such a part of our family. And, and just like, and I was, like, honestly, over the last couple of years, I'm like, at some point she's going to get tired of driving all the way over here. At some point, right? It, it just, you just do. And, and, but she hasn't, and we're, we're just so thankful that you're here. You're just such a part of our family, and you love people so well, and you're just incredible as well. And, and so thank you so much for making that trip. And I'm sure this morning it wasn't fun driving from Modesto in this winter wonderland, the, the s- storm that we were having and the wind and rain. Acts 2.17 says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Peter stood up on that day, and he said, on the day of Pentecost, and he said, this is the prophetic word of the prophet Joel coming to pass from Joel chapter 2. So God poured out and is pouring out the Holy Spirit on us, every man, woman, boy, and girl. I want you to point to yourself and say, that's me. Now turn to your neighbor on your left and say, that's you. Now turn to your neighbor on your right and say, I'm not sure about you. No, not true. (laughs) It includes... Everyone. See, God says in the last days, guess what? Guess where we're at in history? We're in the last days. And he says, I will pour out my spirit and I will continue to pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Romans 8, 11 says this, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who is as much a God as Jesus is and God the Father. It's a triune God. He's the, the third person of God. He is the Holy Spirit. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. He poured out the Holy Spirit And not only did he pour it out and did it get all over you, it got inside of you. The Holy Spirit resides in us, in you. It takes up residence. He takes up residence. He lives. He hangs out. He makes a home inside of you. I know you know this stuff already, but I want to reiterate some things to you and go somewhere with you as I begin to wrap this up in the next few minutes. See, God has poured out his spirit on all flesh, on men, women, boy, and girl, and the Holy Spirit gets down into our hearts, and he dwells on the inside. In Matthew chapter 28, I referenced it a few minutes ago. Verse 18, he says that God, Jesus said, I, I, he's talking about himself, he says, I have been given. Who gave it to him? God the Father. God the Father gave him all authority. Jesus says this. He said, all authority in heaven and earth. Do you think that covers every place? Not just in heaven has he been given all authority. In earth he's been given all authority. And he says this. He's talking to his disciples and it's right before he leaves the earth. And he says, I have been given all authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And now I give it to you and I command you to go make disciples of all nations. So now we see that Jesus equips us to go to do this by giving us his authority and filling us with the Holy Spirit to operate in power. Acts 1.8, I say it quite often. Acts 1.8 says this, Jesus said, you shall receive power. 
When? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes to you, you will receive power. That's the first thing to know if you have the Holy Spirit. It's not speaking in tongues. Even though there's a denomination that will preach that in order for me to know that you got the tongue, uh, the, the Holy Spirit, I need to hear you speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is just a part of it. It's just, it, it's part of being filled with the Holy Spirit. But the one marker that Jesus highlighted was this. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will come in power through your life. So if you don't got power... If there's no power in your faith, in your walk, there might be something absent. Because it says that you will operate in power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. I want to talk to you really quick as I close this about two distinct characteristics. Jesus said this. He's like, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love one another like I have loved you. This is how the world will know you are my disciples. They will know that you are my disciples by your love. John 13, 34 and 35. It's interesting to me that when you read that scripture, it says, I'm giving you a new command. Like it was something, hey, hey I'm going to reveal something to you that's never been revealed in scripture before. Well, all the scripture is God is love. But he, say, he told his disciples, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love one another like I have loved you, and that's how the world will know that you're my disciples. They will know you by your love and how you love. Number two, distinct characteristic. You, say me. I will lay hands on this. Don't say that part. I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There's a lot of other things in that scripture. You cast out devils and speak in tongues and, and you drink poisonous things and it won't hurt you. I do not advise you to go out and test that, by the way. But if someone was, here's the thing. If someone was to poison Andrew's drink and he didn't know it and he drank it, it says this. A distinct characteristic of him being a disciple of Jesus and being full of love and being full of the power of the Holy Spirit, it won't hurt him. Is that crazy? But he ends that scripture with this. He said, you will, this, this one thing, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now listen, I'm not going to get into a, a, a debate with you about, well, sometimes uh, my, my sister's aunt's cousin that I prayed for her big toe and, and, she, and she, she was healed. But then I prayed for my, 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 other, my other cousin over here and, and, and he had a bad knee and nothing happened. I'm not going to debate with you on that. I just know what the scripture says. I know that sometimes you have to contend for your healing and there's things that go into it in faith that you have to, but I do know this. That it says that this will mark your life. This will mark my life. That you will lay hands on the sick. These signs will follow you. That you will lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. End of story. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're going to turn to Luke 15. Do it quickly. It will be on the screen if you don't have it. It's one of my favorite scripture passages. I reference it quite a bit. And I believe this is such an incredibly important passage of scriptures. Jesus tells us three parables or three stories in succession without stopping. And this is significant and shows a different side of God in each one of these stories. I'm going to read it. So just bear with me because I'm going to go fast. Now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable, a story, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture to go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it across his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors and his family, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over that one sinner who repents than over the ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. 
Verse 8, or what woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls all her friends and families and neighbors and cousins, brothers and sisters, mothers, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin for which I have lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then we get to the story that's most famous for Luke chapter 15, and it says, And he said, And then the man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them, and not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country, and there he squandered his estate with loose living. <laughs> I find that funny. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed, to feed the pigs, to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swines were eating, and no one was giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but I am dying here with hunger. I will get up and I will go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and he came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight i am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his slaves quickly bring out the best robe and put on him put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf kill it and prepare it and let's celebrate for the son of mine was dead and has come to life again he was lost and has been found and they began to celebrate story doesn't end there older brother older son was in the field and when he came and he approached the house he heard the music and the dancing and he summoned one of the servants and began to inquire what these things could be. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and he said, Father, look, for so many years I have been serving you and I have never neglected a command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when his sons, but when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes. You killed the fattened calf for him. And the father said to him, Son, you have, you have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. I think that is one of the greatest chapters in the New Testament. Because it has, let me tell you something, There's, he tells, Jesus tells a story of three different, three, I said three, how old are you, three, <laughs> three different stories. I'm touching my nose, Justin, because my lips are sweating, bro, sorry. <laughs> he tells three different stories, and see, Jesus always had more than one purpose, behind his stories there was always one a multi-layered meaning and we always pull out the meanings that mean most to us right or that we most most relate to but man when you step back and you realize that god is in these stories in multiple different ways you understand he told the three stories because he wanted you to see a picture three different ways the, number one who's the shepherd that goes after at least the 99 that goes after the one jesus right number two a really short story in between the two longer stories but he says it's like a woman that loses has 10 coins and loses one this coin had great value and she searches the whole house until she finds it literally she probably made her family okay we're gonna time to clean the house guys pull all the cushions get out the extra vacuum cleaner I love it when my wife cleans like the house because you can come in and you just, you, as soon as you open the door, you know she's cleaning because you can smell the cleaner, right? It's just like, it's a clean house. In that story, it is a picture of the Holy Spirit. If you read the distinct characteristics of that story, it's just like the Holy Spirit. So, you, so and, and we'll get, I'll, I'll Go back to it in a second. So the first story, Jesus. The second story, Holy Spirit. The story of the two sons, the father and the two sons. What is that story about? About the father's heart. It's not about the two sons. The two sons are just part of this. They're just, 
They're characters in the story, but the story is about the father to show you the heart of the father. He was expecting every day he was going out. I know he's going to come home. I got the calf fattened because we're going to party when he does. And he's looking expectantly and he sees him one day and he's coming. That whole story is about the heart of the father. Here's the interesting thing, though, and I've preached on this before. Don't be like either son. Many times we relate to the prodigal son. Oh, I've been there. I ran away from God, and I ended up over here, and then I was like, okay, God, I'm coming back. But what about the, the older son? Don't be like him either. Jealous. I've been doing it all. I've been doing everything here, but he was disconnected. And I've shared this with you before, but he was so disconnected that he didn't go to his father and ask him what the party was going on. He went to a slave and said, what's going on? He had a slave mentality. He had a slave mentality. He didn't have the, the heart of a son. He didn't have that authority that I spoke to you guys about last week in walking and moving as a son and as an ambassador. That maturity that comes from knowing who you are and who you represent. That when you speak, it's, it, it's, Jesus has given that authority. The Father's given it to him and he's given it to you. And so when you speak, it's as if God himself is speaking. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's inside of you. God is inside of you. And when you speak through the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, walk in an authority. And we just talked about it. It comes through power. It has the power and authority. But the older son wasn't moving that way. All he could see was everything that was not given to him. And he's disconnected from his father's heart. And he has to go to a slave to find out what the heart of the father is don't be like him the church is full of people like that i've been here since 1962 and you're by the way you're sitting in my seat and a new person comes in and they they feel the presence of god for a minute but then the older son drives them out and they don't come back either that or the pastor one of the two Don't be like either son and start understand the heart of Father God towards you. Don't be a squanderer or an older, jealous, disconnected son. Be like Jesus. Listen, there's a reason why this story is so important. These three stories. There I go again with two fingers. These three stories are more important because here's the deal. It's showing you the heart of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the incredible thing is that if you read the stories together, you understand this and you put them together. Listen, in Psalms 24, verse 1, it says that the earth and everything in it belongs to the Lord. The earth and everything in it. There's some translations that says that, that every person, everything in the earth belongs to the Lord. He created it. So if you put those three stories together, let me tell you what it looks like. It looks like this. If your brother or sister doesn't understand who they are and doesn't understand the heart of the Father, then Jesus will go to them. He'll leave the 99 and he'll go for the one. But see, that's not in that last story. That part's not in there. But if you connect them, you see this. You see that Jesus will leave the 99 and go for the one. But how does he do that? Through you. Jesus does it through you. Jesus isn't here. He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Can I get an amen? But he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to put what? The Holy Spirit. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. That you, I'm giving you authority and I'm giving you the power through the Holy Spirit. So that's where the second story comes in. Because see, the Holy Spirit will search the earth. There's not a place you can go, not a, not a rock big enough and a dark enough place for someone to hide in that the Holy Spirit can't get to. And he's going to shine a light on it, and he's going to pull the cushions on the, on the couch looking for the coin. He's going he's to go places that we, we can't even imagine somebody would be, but you have a brother or a sister in that place. And he, the Holy Spirit, remember, 
He lives inside of you, but he's everywhere too. So he knows where they're at, and he leads you to that place, and he says, now go be Jesus. Represent the heart of the Father and grab him. Just like Jesus left the 99, go get the one and bring him back to daddy. Bring him back to daddy. Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19. When you do this, what I'm talking about, when you operate in this, when you understand who you are and what God has done for you and the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you and you carry the Father's heart, but you are the feet and hands of Jesus, and you go and you rescue the one, then you stand up and you say this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim and release the captives. And recovery of the sight to the blind. To set free, free those who are oppressed. And to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. When you understand who you are. That Jesus rescues the one. And he does it through you, through you, through you, through you, through your life. That you represent the Father and the Father's heart and the very power of heaven is on the inside of you. This place will be filled. That's why I love my family. I believe that we have all the pieces in place. We have people that love each other. Listen, there's one place, there's one thing that marks us is our love. There's one thing, I don't matter, it doesn't matter how big or small people say we are, they always say this. Man, I feel loved and accepted when I go there. I feel loved and accepted. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, we thank you. We thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you loved us so much that you gave us your authority. You handed the authority that was handed to you by a father. And you gave it to us. And, but you didn't just give us this authority that has no power. You gave us the Holy Spirit. You sent the Holy Spirit. And it all comes from the heart of the father. It flows from his heart. Lord, we have a city around us that is dying. We have sons and daughters that are far from you. And we just pray this morning, Lord. We say yes to you. We say yes in our own brokenness. We say yes to you. In our own frailty, we say yes to you. In our own judgment of us not being good enough in our own eyes, we say yes to you. And we say, Lord, I will be the brother or the sister that goes after the one. That goes after the one. And I will give my life for them just as you gave your life for me. And it's in your name we pray.